0: Untangled Knots is an attempt to explore the internal and external world. I have guests from different countries and backgrounds, and we talk about the things that make us excited and the things that we care about. If you like what I or any of my guests have to say, then check out our other projects. There are links to all our socials and everything in the description. We're starting, we're starting. Uh, Yeah. Alright, so Vincent, I asked you here today because I want to talk about failure. And I think between the two of us, there's enough failure to go around, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that both of us have gotten used to turning failure into success in some way, turning it into learning experiences and using it to kind of propel ourselves forward or to find something better than what we would have felt otherwise. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like, I like to think that's the case and at the same
1: time, I guess, you know, failures. Or learning from failures that is, is the only way to to grow, I guess, in life, right? So we're probably all doing it, but some feel
0: more like failures than others throughout their life. Okay, that's it with that. Yeah. <laughs> when I met you, you told me about a book that you were writing. What was it called? Um, when I met you, was I writing? Oh, besides, you said there's some book you never finished, or like how to not finish a book or something. <laughs> you know? I
1: probably... I probably talked about a project called how to not make a movie. How to not make a movie. That's it. That's a, Yeah. Right. Because back then I was still focusing on, uh, on filmmaking. And actually before we, uh, before we talked today, I, and I reopened Skype again for the first time in two years, I scanned the chat history and I saw like literally calls that I had five, six, seven years ago. And it reminded me of my filmmaking failures <laughs> because it was calls with people with whom I was making movies back then. And all those projects kind of filled were like ended, uh, prematurely or like before the actual finished project. So yeah, that was a nice confrontation with failure from the past and talking about how to not make a movie <clears throat> that probably took place after I quit like one of those projects, you know, or decided to pause it, you know, or actually end it, you know, so I had so many ex- so much experience in not, not finishing, uh, film projects. Or especially like a feature film projects, because I finished a lot of short films. Then I thought, why not write a book about it and call it How to Not Make a Movie? And I actually wrote a couple of blog posts about that in probably my early days on then Steam It. That's how I got into you, man. I like those
0: posts. They're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So, um, and I guess back then I wrote them to maybe get back into filmmaking, but eventually I kind of made the shift to. Focusing more on writing and then instead of just blogging, um, uh, trying to finish a book or publish a book <clears throat> for a chat. You finished though, didn't you? More or less. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the first, the first print, the first 10 physical copies. And now I'm trying to finish the second edition and I'm kind of failing
0: at finishing that, but I will, I will do it anyway soon. you got the first edition out though, right? Yeah. Do you want to give it a promo <laughs> now? No, it uh, yeah. yeah, why not? It's
1: called The Life of Hypersensitive Osaurus, 22 short stories about dinos and other animals. Plug. Shameless plug. What's it about? So it's 22 short stories about all kinds of animals that that are connected to a character called Hypersensitive Osaurus. And Hypersensitive uh, was a character from my first serious book attempt in November 2019. And then I wrote 50,000 words for, so that's almost two and a half years ago. I wrote 50,000 words for uh, National Novel Writing Month. And um, for the very first time, like in one month, and that almost led to a book and it was called The Life of Hypersensitive Osaurus. It was lit- It was actually a book about a writer struggling with finishing a book or writing his first book. <laughs> and the book was about the dinosaur and the dinosaur in his book was called Hypersensitive Osaurus. And later that character uh, was kind of taken out of that book. And I started writing short stories about it and other animals and after like two years and different book ideas, it turned into this thing that I started
0: creating this January. So like two years and two months later. In order to down, and I was... actually stop not finishing something, you had to write a book about not finishing something that was uh, actually was like, a book about someone who <laughs> failed to write a book about not finishing something. Okay. <laughs>
1: and now, and now you actually make me realize that back in 2010, 11, when I, um, Seriously started filmmaking after like a long hiatus and three years after graduating like from university, studying film or theater or a television. Uh, I, I literally quit a job. I was fired at another part-time job. This was in 2010 at Christmas or just before Christmas, you know? So I was unemployed. I had hardly any money. I was living at my parents. I think at that time, again, I felt pretty much like a loser.
0: What? <laughs> That's why we're here today to talk about this. Because... Right. But then total losers that are happy with, and then I kind of decided, okay,
1: let's just do what I have wanted to do for such a long time. But I kept postponing it. Let's make movies again. And I literally hadn't made anything in five years or so, I guess. Due to trying to finish university, and failing at that too, but eventually be making it years later, probably also depression. Um, so in 2010, I decided to really go for that film project. And that's actually what I late later wrote those posts about, uh, called how to not make a movie. So that first, how to not make a movie movie was a short film, uh, about a guy trying to, and now I realize that trying to finish his first book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is it about, I about a guy that failed to write about a book about failing to write a book And probably it was probably based on, on me, um
1: trying to finish like my university thesis years ago, or maybe earlier attempts to finish a book, but um, my, my, let, let's say that my, my work was a lot about me, you know? So dealing with certain emotions or whatever, or what people expected of me. So this film about a guy trying to finish a book and going to the sea um, like daily and, and living in some kind of small cabin, probably near the sea, and bringing his typewriter along and putting his typewriter in all kinds of different places and eventually not being able to reach his typewriter. Have you ever seen this short film actually? I saw something, but it was really short. Because there's literally a, a scene where the, the typewriter is like on a huge chair on the, on the beach, like
0: meters high, and he can't reach it. I saw two things. One was like a tiny clip. It was like uh, less than two minutes. I guess both were short. And then the other one was on the Canary Islands. Uh, yeah yeah that's a totally different uh, project but um long story short
1: you could say that um as with my like first serious short film attempt in years in 2010 uh and the same with my um like attempt to finish a book in november 2019 uh both times i had to go for somebody struggling with trying to write a book and finish it to actually yeah get to write i guess and maybe i did it because it's a, it's a theme that I can easily you know relate to, and maybe other people too. Or it, not even sure what I want to say. But I it's only now that I realized that literally my my that short film like switching my career or whatever you want to call it like seriously going for short film in 2010, and then nine years later uh, when I was already living in Portugal, so when after moving from the Netherlands to Portugal, trying to finish my first book like seriously like almost a decade later, I choose the same theme, but I didn't realize that
0: until now. It sounds like you are on the toilet for a really long time and then finally you can take a shit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, but no, art is no. like that, right? Art is like kind of like a purge of something sometimes. It's like, it's like these emotions, that get stuck clogged up in you and then you have to, you have to let them out somehow. At least I, I feel like that sometimes. I, feel, I think a lot of people feel like that.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So that, that, that number two is a thing, is a nice, is a nice metaphor. <laughs> I also realize that that there actually another thing is probably perfectionism, you know. And uh, I'm sure we spoke about this before. For many years, I was looking for the perfect story to tell, you know. Uh, also before I started making that film in 2010, uh, and I wrote so many screenplays or usually parts of screenplays or ideas or whatever or little stories, and they were all not good enough. And then I end up when I finally make the move, you know, I, I end up actually making a film about. A cliche in a way right somebody trying to finish a book kind of giving up on, on on that perfect idea and just doing it and then choosing something that's like close to me and maybe i did the same with in in 2019 you know when i uh, started writing the book about hypersensitive dinosaurs like let's write about the struggling writer because that's what i am
0: <laughs>
1: right and i also decided like days before uh november at the start of national novel writing Month, to
0: take part in this so that went in a different direction and i want to ask you about that in a second but like first i wanted to find out like why why did you get into filmmaking in the first place
1: uh good question i think i i always like since i was a a little kid and since i could write and draw i was writing and drawing and I, i i won't like little stories and i made drawings like next to the stories or I had these little books with drawings and, and stories. So I actually made little books when I was a kid, but I guess at a certain point in time, probably due to not being able to watch a lot of movies as a kid, because we had like cable television when I was 12 years old, you know, um, in the mid nineties. And I had a strict mother <laughs> and it was like little on the television, you know, like we had like three, three channels, like um, the Netherlands one, two and three. yeah like public (laughs) television so at a certain point in time when we finally got like our own television in the attic like my sisters and i uh we started watching you know more movies and then i was probably just like like early high school years and i got like really fascinated by movies so when i went to university because my parents expected me to go there because i was like (sighs) a good student back then kind of or higher or my level was high enough to go to university, to put it like that. And, and, and I thought of all kinds of things to study, like from economy to, to like geography, to history,
0: languages, I, 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 I couldn't really make a choice. That's another story of my life. I feel like that's a lot of people though, but like most people really, they just pick one and just stick with it, and even though they, they're not sure about it, they don't feel confident about it, but they just feel like I got to choose something, right?
1: yeah definitely looking back on it i was probably too young to make that choice and i i should, pre- should maybe have taken it or whatever but it wasn't expected of me and i back then i still did what was expected of me yeah.
0: For, so, i don't think it it's too young it's also like we don't have any chances to go out and explore the world you know if you had those years in high school where you were going out and like seeing things i think it's not necessarily an age problem as much as it, as much as it is an experience problem yeah i agree but it's also like the pressure of
1: the generations before us or expectations of um, whatever, trying to fit in. Maybe, maybe even trying to not be a failure. Anyhow, long story short, eventually it was literally my mother who found like this article in the newspaper that talked about these studies, you know, theater, film and television theory, whatever. And she said, Oh, maybe this is something for you. And I literally started studying what she picked and. It was probably like the most creative thing that i could pick in university back then and i'm talking about the year 2000 well ages ago more than half a lifetime so i studied film and 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 subjects i liked most were like film history and film analysis i think and of course watching a lot of movies you know because we literally had to watch a lot of movies even in cinema so after graduating from university i you know i actually wasn't educated to make movies that's the whole what do you mean? I don't know. Another, another failure, I guess. I studied film in university. I didn't learn to make movies, you know. So,
0: oh, it's like a different kind of major. It's it's theory mainly. That's film old making. thing Making.
1: Well, I had like literally. I had like literally. Um, filmmaking was literally like one class out of the whatever fifty classes that I had,
0: you know, in those seven years eventually. And they uh, got all these little like traps in university where it's like. You feel like you should do what you like and what you love, but then meanwhile, you know, that you're supposed to find a job at the end, right? But you don't know what any of those jobs are. Actually yeah. And then it's like, it's just a, it's a mind fuck, man. This whole like, yeah, yeah, acceptable. and, and, and I, I think they probably warned us at the start that there weren't a lot of jobs, but of course they, at the same time, they are not really saying that. Right. Yeah. Because they want to because it because really. people don't do what they're, what they study too. Right. They study something and right. they end up doing something totally different so.
1: yeah, exactly. and 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 that almost happened to me, you know, after I finally graduated in two thousand and seven, like seven years later, I had like a lot of different jobs, and most of them had nothing to do with film or if they or if if they did indeed have to do anything with film, they were like voluntary, you know, so they didn't pay the bills. and um uh, it just depressed me, you know, and and I probably started like feeling depressed um midway through university, you know, especially when, when I had to start working on my, uh, final thesis, which lasted three years, but eventually like three years after graduating. And by then I, had, I had actually also spent five months in Spain in 2009 and two months in Spain in 2007, just after graduation, where I also actually tried to make movies. Now I realized that I wrote like screenplays there too. And almost started a film project about zombie alcoholics or actually a, a guy who almost kills his own father because he's so obsessed by zombies and his father seems to be a zombie attacking the house, but is just a drunk climbing the stairs and blah, blah, blah.
0: And Tell us, you should still make this
1: someday. This sounds good. I, I probably lost the screenplay, but it, it was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. I also wrote a, a Chupacabra, Chupacabra story, like about this message. Mexican legend and I <clears throat> sent it to some kind of film contest. So now I think of it, now I think of it, I actually was writing screenplays like all the time throughout university and, uh, after graduating from university, but all these movies were not made and, and it was only in 2010. So three years after graduating and after having lived in Spain, you know, for almost half a year and trying to escape the Netherlands and the system. And for the very first time, it was only in 2010 that I decided to, okay. If I really want to make a movie, I have to make it myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I put this ad somewhere, like, that I was, that I had all the ideas, but I didn't have the equipment, and I was looking for somebody who maybe had the equipment, but not the ideas. And then I met this guy called Fuji, like the name of a camera, who lived in uh, in Amsterdam, and um, he became my cinematographer, editor, or cameraman, editor, and we worked together for three years on, like, um, First that one short film about the guy trying to to write a book, and then like maybe ten short films like okay in two thousand
0: ten so you did make some you finished some films,
1: yeah, I did, but yeah, I actually that was that was quite a good year, two thousand and twelve I oh. wanted to prove that I could I actually finished that first film also about the the guy writing the book, but um yeah, it was just a first you know short film or actually my second what, what
0: then was I won't... The like what. <clears throat>
1: where where did i this stuff uh yeah to go back to to what i said about going through my skype um chat history and, see, and being reminded of unfinished projects or failures film projects. those were all attempts to make a feature length movie like uh, a film from over an hour right yeah. and those projects eventually all failed because it's like way harder i literally tried that for like let me see from maybe late 2013 up till mid 2017, I tried to make. So in three and a half years, I tried to make, or maybe a little over three years, I tried to make uh, a feature f- feature length movie three times, and all three of those of those projects were never finished. Why did and you try I to make
0: guess, something shorter?
1: Because I was tired of making short films, and I kind of felt like if I want to really be a filmmaker, I need to I need to prove prove it by making like a feature length movie. Also because it's kind of the stuff that maybe. That you may be sent to a film festival or whatever. And back then I was probably still thinking that I maybe wanted to win prizes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, let's not even talk about the Academy Awards.
0: I mean, I, I, I think, I think right there, like you, you kind of like touching on the reason why we both have failed a lot is because I think, um, we grew up with a right. lot of ideas about what things are supposed to, like, we try to step out of what everyone's supposed to do. But then once you step out of what everyone's supposed to do, there's all these things you're supposed to do if you're not doing what other people are supposed to do too. So, and I think that both of our personalities are kind of like, we're kind of explorers and like, uh, um I don't know, like, uh, how, I don't want to say s- hypersensitive people, <laughs> hypersensitive <laughs> people like a book. But um uh, yeah, I, I think like we, we're trying to like uh, connect with things at a very like raw level. And I think when you do that, it doesn't fit into a lot of the molds. It never fits into a mold. So yeah. like you, you, there's probably a lot of people that try to write a book about not being able to write a book, but I think in the end, like you could do it more original than most people, I think probably because you come with things from a really kind of raw and direct kind of uh, very human, very real perspective. I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm, my brain's not working.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, get, I get what you're trying to say. Um... I think one thing for me and it's probably the case for you too whenever I'm working on some kind of project I want to enjoy it as much as possible yeah <laughs> and um I was literally like at the last feature film project that I was working on in 2016 17 uh, on the Canary Islands um after like literally quitting my last job <clears throat> as a teacher higher education and leaving the Netherlands and literally taking uh, a backpack with a screenplay, you know, like 90 pages or so in it and clothes mainly and maybe a phone and a wallet, whatever. And the idea, like the plan to, to make a movie there, but having to start from scratch more or less, except for, you know, having that screenplay only. And the screenplay I made that in, in, uh, collaborate, it was a collaboration with, uh, with, uh, a guy from the United States, uh, who I never met. And we met online via Twitter. Um, but we wrote the screenplay together, you know, literally via Skype, more or less, like talking a lot and uh, talking both through. So what I'm trying to say here is, um, I could make this a very long story because this was like how to not make a movie example.
0: But now I... we've got that, that, was... That's that's kind of some different yeah shit though. I think like that's that's really outside the box actually because nowadays maybe that doesn't sound that weird. But like when was that? So this was this was like um, late 2016, so a little over five years ago. Yeah, I, don't I, I I think we're collaborating online with strangers to make movies. Then, right? Ah, okay, yeah, we started in we started in 2013, he and I. So
1: back then I was actually um, pretty um, active on Twitter. Uh, he started was doing that though, collaborating. No, now I think of it, probably not. It was a, it was a... <laughs> we were an exception.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: And we never we never met up, even though we we collaborated for like five years, long mm-hmm. distance. And and now I think of it, probably one of the reasons why most of our projects failed yeah. was because we didn't meet up. And at the same time, it didn't stop us from trying, you know, because you can also not make anything because you can't find the real, but find the right people in real life. Uh-huh. And I tried that too, you know? Uh-huh. So what I was trying to say with this whole story is uh, at the end of our last project together, like a Spanish feature film titled Los Ojos Rojos, the red eyes, kind of a zombie movie, but like. Totally atypical zombie movie in the time that zombie movies were still cool. At the end of the project, when, when the end was nearing, when I had already um, returned to the Netherlands because I ran out of money and uh, the main actress had to go back to Madrid where she lived and um, her family lived on the Canary Islands and um, the camera guy dropped out of the project and my backup camera guy never showed up. That guy was actually the friend with whom I made like a first short film about the writer. So it kind of fell apart, and 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 near the end of the project, and so now I think of it near the end of the next project that we made when I was already in Portugal, and you know still with that guy in the United States. Um, we kept repeating like this mantra: we shouldn't forget to enjoy the process, uh, <clears throat> but we forgot anyway. Or we, or I mainly started enjoying it less and less. And I think I'm I'm the kind of person who actually needs like people to be present, like physically, preferably. Uh, Otherwise, I lose energy like a lot Uh, and actually video call already makes a difference, you know, over like, for instance, texting. So it just, it just drained me, you know, all these calls over Skype or, okay, okay, we saw each other, but there was a lot of distance all the time. And I felt I had to do all the work because I was the filmmaker. He was mainly the producer slash uh, screenwriter. I I guess the whole point I want to make here about like the creative process and, um, how you and I like are pretty much the same, uh, is I, I guess I, I, I usually reach a point where the, where the, the energy and the fun just oozes out of a project. And I, I, I mainly feel like what's the word, like closing the book <laughs> and
0: moving on to something else. I think something and that's true for both of us, I feel like a need for feedback. If I don't get feedback, I get really bored Right. because I and the reason why I think that is, is like, um. A lot of people are looking for approval and I, I don't feel that I'm not looking for approval. I, I appreciate approval. But like the creative process in itself is fun enough for me. But then we're also supposed to, we're, we're supposed to figure out how to take, how to feed ourselves and everything. And we have to, right? So in order to figure out how this is going to put food on the table or how this is going to lead to some kind of, like a better life, it's like, oh, I've got to get feedback on this because I don't know if this is going to work, right? and And then like, how do you say like we get stuck on that because actually we're having fun just doing it or we should be able to have fun just doing it i i feel like a lot of like in the industry like people and not everyone but um they're definitely definitely people that they're trying to become well-known they're too stuck on that trying to become well-known and that's why a lot of stuff is boring
1: yeah 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 definitely
0: on the other hand if we don't get feedback we're just like i could just do this in my head and enjoy it (laughs)
1: yeah, I get your point. I mean at the same time now I think of it. back in those years, I didn't have feedback, you know, I probably I spoke about my projects with family and friends a little bit, but it wasn't like I wrote blog posts about it, like like I've been doing the last couple of years and and getting like encouraging comments or whatever. then again, what has what has usually been my issue uh, with especially with my film projects is like literally, and I, I I hate to say it, like lack of budget and not wanting to go the way of like, like
0: trying to get money, you know, and, and, and then playing by the rules of somebody who gives me the money. <laughs> it makes it really hard for, for people. There are a lot of people that you kind of get these two camps, the people that go in for, they just deal with that. They deal with people telling them to do it this way and that way. And then there's other people who say, I'll never do that. And it's a lot, it's a much harder kind of road to take. It's a much more challenging road. If you, if you come out the other side, it's a lot more rewarding probably. But yeah, it can definitely take a toll.
1: You probably, you probably, I I know, you know, all about like trying to, um, kind of energize a group of people to get something off the ground, you know, and and I did that many times, like as a, as a film director. So I, I tried to add all these people to the team to work on what was originally my project you know yeah. and then you kind of try to you have a certain it's very difficult to to get that same kind of um energy like or 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 the way you feel about a project like the it's not necessarily world. how the other people work on your project feel about it right so they preferably want to either get paid yeah. or they don't want to spend a lot of time on it or that you or they lose interest when you're when you're moving too slow or whatever you know so usually at the start i was always like full of energy when i started a project and then i reached the point where i maybe get too much into my head and i start worrying about things and and it's hard to to still you know act like like always well and slowly people start wondering if you can actually finish that project i guess and then you probably start doubting yourself and that's different on a film project uh, especially when it becomes like a bigger project than it is on uh, writing a book by yourself, but I guess I've always been trying to find this kind of balance between doing things by myself. And I'm sure you can relate to this and working with others. Well, that's, that's was... never really of the right balance.
0: <laughs> I, I like, I really want to talk about that now because, um, I feel like that's part of where my failure, that's where almost all of my failure came in. It's because I was, I was trying to find people that could collaborate with me on things that were my vision, but I didn't have the money. And I didn't have the focus It's like, you need one or the other, you need to have the money to pay them or you need to have a focus that can really inspire them. It's kind of an escape that a lot of artists go to when they, when they feel like they don't necessarily know exactly what they want to do. And they, they don't feel confident enough yet. It's like, they, they try and rely on other people's skills. So like, I'll just talk about my failure a lot. So you don't, we don't think you're the only failure here. Uh, Like I've been talking about putting out this album for maybe 12 years now, probably. At least 10 years and then i was talking about putting up book for maybe eight years i finally put out some novellas and stuff like that but um uh so the album the reason why it took so long to make is because i wanted i could only play guitar and sing i was writing these songs and i i didn't even know what i was doing like i picked up the guitar like my natural artist instinct was to just pick up the guitar right and i should just follow that but then you get all this other stuff coming in telling you like oh you should do this and you should do that and And you look at other people; they look so cool at what they're doing, and it's all together. And they look like you feel jealous of what they're making, and you get confused, you know. But really, the drive to just make something like that's that's what that's what leads to cool stuff when you're when you're doing it as a as a kind of uh, I don't want to say like a real artist because there are real artists that work in industries too, but as a independent I would say an independent artist. I just kept getting lost on that where um, I thought if only I find the right producer, if only I find the right drummer. Right. If only I find, like, I need friends who can do this for me. Like, I, I, I need to find someone who's going to play the right accordion. And it's like, oh, that accordion is not good. And, oh, that's not good. And, you know, if you're if you're on an island and you only have a couple items, you got to make what you have, you know? You got to make a house from sticks or whatever. Like, I think for artists, it's the same. If you're if you really inspired to do something, you've got to just put together what you have. And I think that when you have too much insecurity, it's really hard yeah. to do that. So you got to get rid of all the insecurity first and just say, whatever, I'm, I'm this person, I'm in this situation right now, and I'm just going to make what I can make. And it took me a really long time to say that. Yeah. I kept having perfectionism, right? You have this idea of perfect. And as soon as I gave up on that, that's when I put out my first novella. And that's why I, I I didn't finish the album, but I put up all the demos for people to hear and, you know, is it ideal No, (laughs) but who cares, you know? Some people feel it some people they listen to it and they're like, "I like what you're about and I want to know more and tell me when you put out something else because I'm curious so yeah. what's the problem? I'm not famous, but you know that doesn't that's not something that like um, it's not necessary first of all and yeah it can come at that it can also come at any time it's not something that like you just slowly slowly work up towards it like it hits there's just a point somewhere where something switches so where people we finally right. your clinic.
1: We all have a different creative process, right, and but I guess you and I are also pretty much alike in that we are interested in like different media, so not just a writer, for instance yeah. um now I think of it like there were there were also other reasons why I did not finish like film projects, and one of them was the what literally the format of the film, so let's try this kind of web series that we put on YouTube, and YouTube was still cool so and in the end you 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 start thinking kind of like you say um about. Um, ah, we should reach an audience, blah blah blah. And then you're gonna spend a lot of time in trying to find an audience, and then you kind of spend less time on the project. And fuck, when that happened today, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so then it ends up like being um, a web series of uh, no idea like eight, um, eight four minute films or whatever, you know, that I had almost forgotten about already. But there's always so many factors. And like you said, another thing is like comparing yourself to others, which is really not helpful, especially if you're like, I guess like a lot of creatives, if you have like the perfectionist inside of you, or if you are like very sensitive or more sensitive than the average person. But I guess, and and that's maybe one thing we could talk about, like, is that switch from seeing something as a failure to maybe actually seeing it as like a strength. Or like how you can turn a failure into a strength. Like so, like literally um, the end of that film project that I made on the Canary Islands. Like, so that was around um, the summer of 2017, and then I was already back in the Netherlands for a couple of months, and I still tried to make that project work. So we had literally like filmed for one weekend on the Canary Islands, and the idea was to make a film of maybe I think we were going to try to make it a feature-length movie, but it might have ended up being 50 minutes. And I needed like three weekends to film it. And in the end I filmed for one weekend. Then after that one weekend, uh, the camera guy became like unavailable. And I did literally didn't get in touch with him. Then I tried to, to arrange that backup camera. This friend from the Netherlands who told me three times that he would come over. Um, the third time, two days before we wanted to continue filming, he like sent me a message that he was at the train station. And he didn't have money to go to the airport that day. So he was going to fly over that day. Uh, even though I had I had offered him like to send him money a couple of times. And he said, yeah, I will probably have money on Thursday, whatever. Anyhow. So in the end, um, that project fell apart. And if I would have had two more weekends, uh, I could have had, could have had enough footage to probably edit it into a feature film. But in the end, we literally only had enough footage for a trailer. So we made like a trailer and the idea was to crowdfund it. So around the time that I almost gave up, like July, July, 2017, I had like all these talks with, with this guy in the United States that I was working with. Right. And he wanted to continue the project, but I, I just couldn't explain to him, I guess, how much of an effort it had been for me, like all the time. And even though he was helping a lot, he was never there. You know, he was in the United States. I was on the island making the movie, you know, so... Then I reached the point where we had like this one call and I actually blogged about this. And you might have read that. Uh, that was like my very early Steemit blogging days, like June 2017, maybe, or July. Uh, I wrote about this one last call I had with this guy, uh, or like the last call, that project where he said something at a certain point in time, like, he tried to tell me, like, sometimes you need to go through the pain and, uh, you know, it's all part of the process and you need to lean into despair. Despair. <laughs> okay. And and I, I was tired of that talk. I couldn't handle it anymore. I, it was too much. I had suffered enough. So uh, I we decided to quit the project or I decided to quit the project. I, I just didn't see it work anymore, uh, even though we had decided just before to... Maybe just go to the island with a group of people for a week and make it into a camping trip, and during that trip, film a movie, which started kind of cool, you yeah. know. So we we quit the project, and then I felt very re- relieved in a way, you know, like 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 was often the case when I quit something that was like just had become a weight on my shoulder. But I also felt kind of disappointed in myself, you know, probably like a failure, like a loser, whatever. And then you try to steer that into something positive. So I remember being on a phone call with my parents and. Telling them that I quit yet another project, right? Which kind of felt like telling them that I uh, dropped out of university or whatever, even though I never did, you know, I finished university. And I think my father said something or my mother said something like, when are you ever going to finish something? And that felt like (laughs) that hurt, you know? Harsh. Like as if I hadn't finished something, but they knew how important this was for me and they expected me to finish it or whatever. So that's exactly what you don't want to hear. And I tried to kind of turn that into something positive, And I wrote a blog post about it, where I first said, I talked about the power of quitting. And now I realized that I probably mix up those two things that were around at the same time. And the other was about this filmmaker friend saying something to me, like, maybe you're just not cut out to be a filmmaker or something like that, which also hurt. <laughs> when something hurts, there's
0: probably some truth in it, right? That you don't want to admit. Do you feel like that's uh, true now though? Or do you just feel like, um, it's not the right time yeah. by now? I,
1: I believe more and more in something. It's not just not being the right time or circumstances, and, um, I still see myself probably finish a feature film in the future, but what I've learned from all these kinds of experiences, like how to not make a movie, how to not write a book, whatever is, yeah, exactly that. So I feel I need all these kinds of failures to find out how I should not do something or with whom I should not work, or what kind of format or what kind of amount of people. So I literally feel like if it's going to happen, it's going to be the ideal circumstances. It's going to be as fun as possible, as little time as possible. Like for instance, one weekend with a group of friends in a cool location with some cameras sound like creative people and just wanting to have fun, no pressure, not aiming for Academy Awards, whatever. just. But when you're having some kind of preparation that doesn't need to kind of take up a lot of time, but
0: makes the improv easier. Cause that's another thing stuff that can win an award though. Like that, like yeah. people imagine, people imagine that the, how many movies are like, uh, albums, they just came out of someone's ass. Like at the right place in the right time. It's like someone wrote it in the bathroom. There's a lot of amazing stuff that comes out like that. I mean, like I played a lot of shows, I mean, not a ton, but enough. And the best ones were the ones where I just had no expectations whatsoever. I thought like, nobody's coming to this. There was a show where like, I played shows in front of like 40, 50, a hundred people, and it was just like, I was trying to be something. And then there was another show very soon after that, where I played in front of about three people and I was just feeling like, oh, nobody came. And then like two of the people in the audience cried and I was like, (laughs) Well wow, this is this is better than the whole crowd just kind of uh, politely clapping. You know like that's that's the really amazing stuff that happens when you're when you're not trying too hard, when you're just kind of enjoying the process or Yeah, exactly. And um that's,
1: that's 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 probably one of the reasons why I did not finish a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That I made I made things way bigger than necessary and I still have that tendency like even with right now with finishing the second edition of my book. Why did I, why did I even talk about the second edition? Because I was not, the perfectionist in me was not uh, happy enough with the first version, Um, but then instead of just changing the layout and taking out some typos, you know, my family helped me with that because we are all, sorry to say so, grammar Nazis, instead of just doing that, you know, making some small changes to it and then just clicking print. I'm I'm making it way bigger in my head and I'm postponing it and I it feels like I'm writing a new book now instead of finishing like the second edition. Uh, yeah. uh, now I'm yeah
0: or or or
1: I make it look like that in inside of my head, like the the, the resistance or whatever you want to call it, like the, the voice in your head that you should not listen to that tells you not to do things that actually make you feel good. It's kind of trying to talk me out of finishing this right now and I, I'm actually close to writing a post like the last couple of days almost apologizing to people which I don't want to do and I should not do like or explaining why
0: my <laughs> the second edition still isn't finished because a lot of people are waiting for my book for it and yes said, fuck you it comes out when it comes out yeah you know it comes out in April but
1: um the main what I'm trying to say is that um that we all deep into a project it's, it's, it's sometimes very hard to zoom out and, 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 and see it like in, in the way it really is or, or, or don't see all the things that you that you make way bigger than they are. Right. And at the same time, I sometimes think like maybe in a way I like the creative process just much more than, you know, the actual product phase or like the, the post-production phase, so I usually kind of prefer to create a project before like the post-production, it's like it's like experimentation, right? So there's something inside of me that kind of sabot- sabotages my own projects. But the positive thing is,
0: and 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 I, I know you, you are like that too. I always find another project, you know. If you like what we do here, find us on social media and let us know. Uncut episodes will be up early on Patreon, and any support you make will make it easier to keep doing this. I also have a novella series called Confessions of the Damaged. It follows a man wandering the streets as he sees visions and tries to understand the meaning of his life. You can find links for everything in the description.